Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I am so excited. I have been traveling the country and I have been seeing this man everywhere I go. He's the most motivational um, patriot out there. He speaks truth, but in such a positive, uplifting way. I couldn't wait to have him on. He's an, a, a Marine. He's a doctor and he's a true hero among the patriot movement. Thank you for joining me, Cordy Williams. Well, Mel, thank you for having me. I'm honored. Everything you've done for the country, it's a real honor to be on today. Oh, you too. Now, I am, uh, when I see you, I just, you always have such a big smile. You're so positive. You love inspiring people and you have answers. See, um, I, uh, the thing is, as you know, most people want to get involved that love our country. They feel like they don't know where to start. And you actually, I'm so excited because I found your 1776 Forever Free um, group that you've started. And that's where a lot of people can go. Can you tell me a little bit about that and, and uh, how you're reaching out to help pe people, everyday people find solutions and ways to get involved? Yeah, well, we were spawned out of, you know, just a video that went viral. And, you know, I'm a, a father of uh, two young boys under the age of four. And, you know, like a lot of folks, we felt like we were going to lose our, our, you know, our business when the, um, the uh, COVID situation, I'll say, um, started, whatever you want to call it. Some people might call it a scam. Uh, there's all sorts of the, the, the Sleepy Joe virus. There's all sorts of adjectives we could use to describe it or the CCP China uh, a fortune cookie virus too, but, but whatever term you use for it, um, when it started, we thought we were going to lose everything. So we'd never protested before my wife came home. My wife kind of blamed her for it. She got me into it and, um, probably three events into it, three, um, rallies or protests into it. You know, we were with about 3000 people. It was one of the first big rallies in the U S and it went viral, got 20 million views. And um, I called my best friend probably a day or two later. And I said, Chris, you know, I want to I want to do this movement. There needs to be a movement that's about policy. That's just not about talk and education. It's important to educate. But what are you going to do from an activist standpoint to save your country? To your point, like, how do you get involved and like get your hands dirty and do something? And so uh, we founded 1776 Forever Free. It was a you know, a, a community organization went around the country kind of funding it through T-shirt sales. Right. And uh, now we're a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. We've branched out into not just education, but also activism. You know, people can go online. They can start chapters. Right. Uh, really what we're trying to do, Mel, is if you're not involved in lit litigation, education or civil disobedience, the question right now in this period of history is, what are you really doing? Right. Right. And uh, um, the thing also that um, I wanted to talk to you about is during your speech that went viral, which everyone should look up, I'll put a link to it. Um, you talked about something that I talk about a lot, which is the oath. And the oath that, because um, you're a Marine and uh, you served our country and everyone that serves our country in every capacity is supposed to be taking an oath. What, what does that oath entail and what, what what should the consequences be for breaking that oath? Because we have a lot of oath breakers right now that are, are seemingly um, un unfazed by the fact that they took an oath. Yeah, well, I think patriotism is always about what you give up. It's not about what you get. Right. Wow. Yeah, true. And, and, and you know, when I think about it, I get a little teary eyed because there are people that are, that are far better than me uh, that are six feet under 
that that have you know um, widowed husbands and wives and uh, grandchildren and kids and daughters that they never saw born, uh, uh, daughters that they saw walk across the aisle or or never saw walk across the aisle. Somebody had to take that that spot for them. Um, so I think that the oath is to those souls that are six feet under, like 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 we have an obligation because it's like what does the last 240 years of of dead marines sailors soldiers airmen coast guard first responders if you want to go to 9-11 they've always been like serving but they were most recognized after 9-11 when you look at all this though it's like was it all in vain right like if we don't do something now and you don't get involved now your, your country is really crying out for your help more than ever because um, everything that that you and I were raised on, I'll be 42 years old in January. All those values that we want our kids to take on the innocence, the little bit of innocence that was left in the world, you know, that's all going to be gone if people don't say, you know what, I took an oath to something bigger than myself. I took an oath that that said, hey, I would stand for people that can't stand for themselves. Right. And and if we don't do that. Like, who are we as, as humans? Like, like, is there any humanity left? And so to the people that, that broke that oath, um, the, the, I guess the most fiery place in hell um, is, is really where you belong. And, and I don't know what fate, probably a traitor's death, um, you know, if that's even worthy of you um, to, to, to even receive that, um, because, you know, there's so many like, like woke Millie, Right. Uh, the you know General Milley that traded his stars in for his soul. Right. Um, you, you know, there's so many of them, and, and there's guys rolling over left and right that are just they're doing it for money, greed, right. and there's not one moment where they're saying, "Well, what about my grandkids? What about my grandkids' grandkids?" Um, and I think that's the sickening thing where if you don't have a spiritual compass to anchor you, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, and um, and on on that note i saw the other day because uh, a big part of what you're doing also is educating which is super important but also going back i know you have a, a constitutional scholar on your board and all and and you know trump started that amazing which i i hope will be continuing 1776 um project in education i watched last week as they removed the statue with glee uh governor blackface removed the um robert e lee statue from virginia and I thought, because most people, you know, if you were born after 9-11, you have no idea any of our history. But as I watched them remove that, I thought about the story that I heard about um, when they knew that the war was lost by the South and Lee and Grant and Lincoln, they all met and they just they came together at a time kind of like this <laughs> and, and all said for the good of the nation to survive, to go from here and rebuild and unite and all of this. We're going to take it easy and rebuild. It was it was a strategy, and um and by when I saw them taking away the statue and our history again, I thought they're destroying our history so that we have nothing to look back on. So we can't say this is where we came from. So that all good and everything that built this very young country that is the greatest experiment given by God to this planet, they're taking away our history, and it's not the monuments; it's the history. And um, what, what do you think about that? Because I know I know you're investing a lot of time and effort into making sure people know our true history, not the rewritten history. Well, out of the 45 points of the Communist Manifesto, where, <laughs> which if you go back to 
January 10th of 1963, there was a congressman from Florida named A.S. Herlong, H-E-I-R-L-O-N-G. And, and the Honorable Mr. Herlong said from the, the floor of Congress, he said, here are the 45 things that you need to worry about most that could take away the freedoms out of this, this great republic. And he went straight out of Karl Marx's playbook and defaming statues, taking statues down that are significant to a point in history and putting up meaningless ones, like, like just, just some of the meaningless moronic oh. ones that you'll see here in California and also in New York and in right. these kind of tyrannical type states. That's, I think, number 24. Don't quote me on that, but if you look, and you guys can go to 1776foreverfree.com, you can subscribe to our newsletter, and what you can do is literally download the manifesto that I'm referring to. There's 45 points, and between numbers 20 and 45, might even be 28, is where it talks about exactly what you're talking about, Mel. Take away the history. See, oh, it's old racist aristocrats. That, like, that's even a point on there. Like you take God out of the church, right? You make the Pledge of Allegiance bad, and you know, satanic or white supremacy, and uh, you know they're doing. They've they've fulfilled seventy percent of that manifesto, right? Why are we letting it get this far? Uh, you know, anyone can say what they want, but I'm watching yet again. First of all, there is a war on white people, especially white men, and that is really about destroying the majority. It's not about color, in my estimation. It's truly about. Uh, destroying their most formidable enemy for their plans for America, the UN, the one world government, CCP, all these demons. But at the same time, there's actually what I'm watching happening in the black community right now. Uh, I am seeing people waking up, you know, uh, uh, slowly but surely to realize that it's the Democratic Party and then the elite puppet masters above them, the eugenicists, honestly, that are committing yet again as we speak another attack on the black community right before our eyes and using the communist manifesto and all that, because I'm watching critical race theory, terrible for the black community, horrible for black children, equity, not equality, terrible for everyone, especially the black community, defund the police, terrible for the black community, letting people out of jail, ending prisons, awful for the black community. I'm watching a gang literally running the Bronx and Harlem again in New York. And then on top of that, what I found out two days ago is that only 10% of the black community in New York City is vaccinated. And right now we can't go in anywhere. So I, I am seeing, thank God, black community leaders stepping up. But um, what do you think of that? I, I really think that this is a, another attack again. And, and we have to embrace all of this and get, because you have some great people that are working with you in the Black community that are really getting it. And I think this is a really important thing for us to embrace and, uh, and really encourage. Yeah, you know, I mean, you have to fight fire with fire. I think, again, you know, going back to that manifesto, because I think it's so important to understand your enemy's playbook. Right. Well, I mean, this has been telegraphed. It's kind of like Donald Trump said so eloquently when he was looking at, you know, uh, when he was kind of looking at our foreign policy and the way we handled military engagements. He's like, if I'm going to go bomb you, I'm not going to be like, hey, by the way, I'm about to come bomb you. Right. Like that, that uh, to, to say that's idiotic is an understatement. Well, the enemy has done that for over 40 to 50 right. years exactly. with this manifesto. It talks about the three megaphones that Dinesh D'Souza talks about which I love Dinesh, but where did he get it from? Media, education, and Hollywood. They talk about doing that. So this whole gaslighting thing, and 
And yes, I do believe it's a divide. It's to separate us right. and, and make, you know, uh, you know, any way they can divide us, especially in the political realm, because the other gaslighting job that's being done is making people think that it's red versus blue, that right. it's Trump voters versus Biden voters. That's the biggest scam out there. Right. right. That's the biggest diversion. I mean, look at, you know, I call them nipple rings. Look at look at Cuomo from from New York, that piece, that POS. Well, right? hello. I've dealt with it the whole yeah. Yeah, time. And, and he got taken down for the wrong thing, not for mass manslaughter, genocide, you know, paid by the puppet masters to, to pump the story. And yeah, that that's really the truth. And now um, we are at a place where. I'm ready to see some justice. I, I'm feeling justice is coming. You and I both know God wins. This is God's battle. We're on the front lines fighting uh, alongside each other to make sure that happens. But now people really need to have to um, get out there and run. You know, we need to also recruit and find good leaders in our in our local communities to step up and replace these people. Because, um, you know, I, I hear that the uh, Arizona audit results are damning and they are coming out on friday there's also you know um, trump wrote that letter to raffensperger he's writing that letter for a reason you know because he knows and we're going to see all of that but we can't also leave a um we can't leave a void we can't have people being arrested because we know the most important thing to me more than anything else is yes they stole the election from trump but on the local level there are sheriffs judges um, school board members, city council, AGs, DAs, people with tremendous local power that also cheated and, and need to be removed. But we can't leave a void and let other demonic people that are probably funded underneath by one of Soros's thousands of NGOs or Bloomberg or Steyer. So that's another thing, getting people to run and encouraging people to run. And I know that you're doing that too because what they've turned it into the Democratic Party is such a blood sport that a lot of good people aren't look at it and say, I don't want my family destroyed. I don't want, but, but we have to be braver than that, right? No, I completely agree. And I actually, you know, it's funny when you step into the world of politics and right. kind of um, trying to understand it, because if you want to think about a layer of dog crap on your lawn and, and then the layer underneath that, that's, that's politics. And, and where the insects are, the layer underneath, right? And, and so, so it's like just stepping into it and talking to people um, for, for, for a potential run that I might make in the future. Yay, I want you um, to, I then, hope so. Thank you, thank you, I'm honored. It, it, but it's, we need support systems for people, to your point, Mel, because how do you differentiate between the different people that are, that are full of poo, as my, as my four-year-old uh, would say. And then how do you differentiate and encourage the people that like maybe they wouldn't have run, but then you, you know, you get these 20, 30 year politicians or people that run and failed or people right. that did a lower level office and they want to look at the stats and they want to look at, oh, well, this is possible or this is impossible. Well, all things are possible through God first right. and foremost, but we're in a different market. This is a different political market, if you want to talk business for a second, than we've ever seen, Right, where people are ready for bold leadership. They're ready, you know, people don't want a politician, Mel, because that means they're a great liar, cheat, and a thief. Right. And, and we've had enough of that for, you know, 200 something odd years of our, our, of our republic. Right. And we were warned about it. We were warned about it. You and I both talk about the Constitution a lot. Uh, we, we know that... Um, 
during the Federalist Papers, it took 10 years for them to write the Constitution. It was not, they didn't just write it, you know, like the way people talk about it, we, people really have to be educated from the beginning. And we got to go back. And, and I know that's a big part of your movement. And there's a lot of other good patriots out there that really, the 1776 Project also, because it's amazing to look at how they actually came to this Constitution. And to me right now, I think our only hope is the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and the Bible to save this country. And certainly that's all that should matter in DC. The federal government is to completely, uh, I don't think salvageable at this point, but um, I, I do know that it was uh, Hamilton versus Jefferson and Madison saying that Hamilton kind of still wanting an oligarchy thing, which unfortunately we have right now in DC. It's a monarchy slash oligarchy technocracy that doesn't care at all about the people. They're all about money laundering, and corrupting the, the planet. They're, they're in bed with NATO, the UN, the CCP. They don't care about we the people at all. It is beyond the point. Our DOJ, our FBI, our CIA, all of these agencies, by the way, are, as you know, are unconstitutional. The only law of the land should be the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and for me and people who love God and country, the Bible. And besides that, all of it, I think, has to be has to go. What, what do you see as the future for D.C.? Because I'm looking at it as a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. We're Every state is sovereign. I think we have to really take back our states individually, state pride, state borders, state money, all of it, because what I see is this disgusting sludge, at least for the last 50 years, really goes beyond that, that has been holding America together, you know, somehow through the guise of DC and all this money laundering and theft and everything. And I feel like it's all a fungus now. That's like, it's, it's dirty. What's, what's connecting the union. And I feel like we have to really go back to the States first and the States have to rebuild from the inside out. You and I are traveling the country. I mean, it's, uh, it's far abandoned farm after abandoned farm after abandoned farm after broken downtown with steel mills and other manufacturing clothes all over this country that we could rebuild pretty easily if we stop the money laundering and theft and U.S. aid and all of that. So what do you see for um, that in that level, the future going forward for the country and, and D.C.'s part in it? No, I think we do have to get state sovereignty back. I think that sheriffs really learning their power and, and how powerful they are. And I know I know Chris Ann Hall was doing some great education. Um, I had a sheriff, um, I forget what county it was, but we were in Oklahoma City for, for a fundraiser for Jackson Lawmire. And when I was there, I was speaking to a sheriff that guy, guy was a complete stud. And he was talking to me about Chris Ann Hall and oh, the wow. great education she had provided for them as sheriffs. There were 300 guys in a room and I just had the idea some of us should get together and do Zoom classes all over the country weekly right. for these sheriffs to embolden and empower them. But then to your point, the battle is going to be fought and won at the local level. So city council, board of education, board of supervisors. And it's like kind of like interlocking fields of fire is what we call it in the Marine Corps, where you have like, you know, one machine gun, you know, mounted over here, another one right here. And you have the fire crossing and then going across this way. So there's not one silver bullet panacea. I think there's right. multiple ventures that need to occur simultaneously and litigation, education, um, and also civil disobedience with, with those, like with the focus being on the local level where you're empowering sheriffs and then you're getting folks that maybe have been told that they can't run or 
they're going to lose or they've got to have this experience and just getting people out there. You know, I saw some some stupid meme about not not voting on Instagram and, and understand this, guys. If you guys don't fight and you don't vote and you get off of Twitter and you get off an Instagram and you get off of Facebook, they steamroll us into communism right. 10 times faster than they would otherwise. You know, there were only three percent of the colonists in, in, in the Revolutionary War that fought back. Some some, you know, researchers say less than that. So you think about this small percentage and I don't know where the numbers lie now, but I would say it's in that one to three percent range of people with their bold leadership. People like you, Mel, standing up, getting off their butt, going across the country, talking in front of people. Not because maybe that that's, you know, maybe God had a different plan for them and that wasn't what they were born to do. But here they are. They get the tug from from God to stand up and lean in and they do it. Right. And on the other side of that, there's a huge, huge transformation that's in store. And, and, you know, I know you and I, you know, we could talk about all the blessings for the amazing people ah. that we've just been blessed to meet around the country. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, crazy. it's such a gift. Uh, yeah. And I have to tell you this. um I, never in a million years, me too, before COVID, I would never in a million years think that this would ever be my life, but I'm so grateful. Uh, the other thing about where, when we go, we're going to Grand Rapids and we, and I, I encourage anyone that can go to any of these things to go because the media and the press and the, de and the demonic Democrats, there's nothing more, they're communists. I, I don't know, they're not Democrats. They're, they're, they really hate America. They're in bed with the globalists. The minute they place Joe Biden in there, the United Nations and the and the one world government out of really out of Switzerland more than anywhere else really took over our country um, for now. I don't believe that they did. I think they they are pretending that they did or they're acting like they did. But whatever the case may be, they're also making people feel so isolated. And, and the true damage of the covid and the lockdowns and everything, I think, was the am amount of suicide and depression uh, the alcoholism skyrocketing, relapses, relapses on smoking, drug addiction, and then they're pumping in the fentanyl and all of this. This is so evil and so <laughs> sad. And then and then the media is hitting us constantly with fear and then the division and the hatred and the lies. It's just all ugly. And then you go to one of these events and you're like, wait a minute. It's all love and God and country and the Constitution and fighting for what is right and true. Um, we need fellowship. We need to get around people, like-minded people. And when we go to these events, there's a true ripple effect. And, and like we both say when we speak, don't come here and come here and feel like for the weekend, oh, wow, here's a bunch of patriots and the majority of these people love America, they get it, da, 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 and then go home. No, no, no. Come to the events, get motivated, get fired up, fall in love with the country and your fellow man and become you know, empowered we the people and go back to your area and you start groups because there's good groups all over the country. You have you have the ability. Anyone can go to your website and say, I want to start an affiliate group in my area. I have a woman, Pam Popper, who does um, the Save New York, Save uh, Maine, Save all these different groups. We need to um, have this movement. Are the big the big events are great and anyone that can go to them should. It is a, it is a life changing, life affirming you leave there so pumped up to save this country and so in love with God and, and, the, and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. You feel so positive. And then after that, that's where we have to keep going. Right. We, we it's got to You got to take that and you got to spread it all over this country so that because the people 
I believe that they are the minority, these communist manifesto followers, the Saul Alinsky ilk, the Obama, Clinton, all of these people that have- Same thing, pushed. that's all AKAs, right? Yeah. Right, 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 all them. But I, I really think that, um, that your movement and other things, so if you were to tell a, a patriot watching right now, three things that they, sh they can do that'll really make a difference, not just for them, but for in the ripple effect for the whole country, what would they be? Yeah, I would say this. I would say, learn your constitution. Okay, minimum, know the articles. And you know, you're not gonna recite it word for word, but know the general, like the general context of what article one or article two or article three, your first amendment, your second amendment, your fifth and 14th amendment. Deprivation of choice is really kind of like the main uh, a, a synopsis of those two, which is so important for these passports and these mandates. So I would say know the Constitution. That'd be point one. Two, know what's going on locally within the school boards. There's a lot of recent folks that that have really gotten involved in the San Diego County area in the Board of Supervisors meetings, really pushing back. And you can tell these Board of Supervisors they know a thousand to two thousand people are coming every week. That's what and they're we need. not wanting to come. Right. Yeah. That's what they're, they fear. They're like they not. Fear. You can tell. Yeah. Right. And, and and no, and I mean that's like such a beautiful thing, and that shows you how powerful people are. Like, oh well, what are the rallies doing, or what impact am I making? When somebody oh, doesn't want to go to work, is there a better compliment <laughs> to people that just espouse tyranny and just are POSs? Then to make them where they want to sit back in their chair and almost hide, right? And that's what's happening to Nathan Fletcher and right. some of the other, like, just complete Newsom supporters and Newsom lovers here in San Diego County is they don't want to come to work. So I'd say Constitution, know what's going on with the Board of Supervisors. If there's not already a group that locally is really getting involved there, Board of Supervisors, City Council, right. then start one. Right. Start one, start assimilating people. You go to different rallies, you get an email list, you get an yeah. iPad, you get people to plug in, you start connecting people. Oh, well, I don't know how to be a leader. Well, the first time you wiped your tail, you didn't know how to do that either. You figured right. it out, right? So it's like, just like stepping into that unfamiliarity right. and what's uncomfortable and saying, God, what's the promise on the other end that you have for me in this transformation, in this endeavor? We're empowered by God. He's going to empower us even through those dark, fearful times where maybe we don't feel like I have, you know, we have a compass, he's going to lead us through the forest. And so those would be your first two. And then your third one would be, you know what, get more people involved. Tell five more people to go to a newsletter, have a conversation, ask a lot of questions, because the activism is really important. Right. But locally, almost like door to door, door knocking, uh, uh, door knocking, firing up a conversation with somebody's with somebody who is different than you. Yeah, I mean, I had two of them on my way to, um, where was I going? I think I was going to, uh, Kentucky for, for uh, Brad Barton's event. Yeah. I was and there. On my way there uh, yeah. But, but yeah. I think it I wasn't it great. I, I, it was, it was, it was in the middle of Kentucky. I, I met so like many awesome people. Cell phone service. Cause you I got know, grass and, weeds <laughs> and uh, like, Hey, hay bales around you. Right. right. It was, it was great. Yeah, I met um, so many awesome patriots there and they, they are going to go out and go to it. That's why I like the big events, but I like the little small events that like Brad Barton had and, and uh, Billings has had them and everyone should should be doing it in their areas and stuff because we were in the middle of Kentucky 
all these amazing patriots showed up so excited so pumped and they're gonna go and i so many people said to me i'm gonna start a group because i always say my mom is 80 and she lives in florida and she was all upset about the election everything that was going on and she said and she's in a very liberal area unfortunately it seems that the elderly and the people that were um, born after 9-11 they both <laughs> are completely still engaged with cnn and the propaganda news and all that so my mom felt kind of alone and said i'm going to start a little we the people group at her elderly community the first time 14 people came then the next meeting 40 and now over 100 show up and this was a in a very liberal area well you don't know there's a lot of because of what the media has done to us and the isolation and the making us feel like we're the minority like we're the crazy ones somehow the the God-loving patriots are now domestic terrorists. All this BS is not real. And if you just, like you said, maybe you're not a leader, but my mom's story, there's a million of them popping up all over the place. Yeah, I've got to see a picture of your mom at some point. I'm sure she's just uh, cute as- She's a, cute as she's a real patriot. They all make I, I, shirts, you know, like you said, when you show uh, up at it. these board meetings and stuff, um you know it's all these grandmas and grandpas going and being like what are you doing to our kids and and you show up and you just show up in mass and that's what you're talking about civil disobedience talk about that for a second because i believe you and i are big constitution fans in there there is the right to form a militia and i've been talking a lot about i believe the one six the false flag that was committed by pelosi and company was to uh make people too scared to do such a thing and uh, my suggestion was to look into how powerful the sheriffs are and get a group together and, and contact the sheriff and say, listen, this is our constitutional right. Our, our leaders are no longer so, uh, protecting our community. Our, our, they're they're, there's total tyranny. They're not listening to the parents. They're not listening to the citizens. We want to, you know, the right to do this. And isn't that's not a violent thing, right? Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not. And <clears throat> anybody that says it is doesn't really understand it. I mean, I think that um, certainly getting to know your sheriff would be, the, you know, another thing kind of what can I do? Well, right. get to know your sheriff, get to know what what policies that that he has, you know, voted for or kind of um, supported, um, get to know what what his margin of vote was, like okay. how much he got in by get to know his kind of political views and where he leans. And get to know them on a first name basis. Right. And then see how in your local area, you know, does he really understand the Constitution? Right. And if he doesn't, heck, let's let's get Chris and Hall to people around the country, <laughs> really educating, really educating these sheriffs and empowering them. But then do what these um, airline folks, these these pilots, I can't say much more about it than that. Um, but I'm in touch with a with a lot of kind of pilots that have been flying in particular airlines for like 20, 30 years. Right. And they're heavily involved with some other transportation industries. And they're kind of bonding together to say, you know what, you're not going to force VA triple access. We're not doing it. Read between the lines. Right. We won't take off the plane and we'll right. do that around the country. Simultaneously, 60 of us, you'll have grounded planes all day think about how much money they'll lose. Right. And so when you talk about civil disobedience, it's really finding leaders in whatever kind of sector or trade that you have, getting with them and saying, well, who's on board with me? Who's in like alignment with me? 
and who will stand with me? And then I would say the other important thing to do around that is make sure you train for that day that you're going to stand up and say, you know what, we're walking out. We're not doing A, B, C, or D. We're turning off our truck on the highway. Right. Because when people get pressed sometimes, if they don't feel like others are around them, they kind of, uh, they turn into a duct taper. Right. Which right. duct taper is when they- yeah. Well, my God. Back. Right, yeah. I know. Which is why we have to, um, that, <laughs> no, that's why we have to, yeah. <laughs> but why we have to start small and large groups is because, again, these people, they don't want to be held accountable. And when they're held accountable, uh, they really do shrink because bullies, like you were talking about, Cuomo, I've always said this and I still pray for the day that he's arrested because bullies don't go down alone. When bullies are caught or confronted, bullies tend to uh, wither away and show their true colors, which is that they're really just wimps underneath and they're frauds. And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching a lot of that happening. Now, um, just to um, wrap it up, because I'll let you go and get back to uh, changing the world. Um, what, um, what do you have coming up? Where can people find you? How they, can they get involved, uh, in, in your program and, and what you're doing? Yeah, well, we are a nonprofit that's, that's funded and run basically off of small donor donations right. and t-shirt sales. Right. So, right. so first thing is if you can donate five, 10 bucks a month, uh, if you can donate a thousand dollars a month, if you can buy a t-shirt <laughs> All that stuff is really helpful. You can go to 1776foreverfree.com. So I always say, get involved with your money. As far as your time in your hands, start a chapter in your area. Right. We can stream in the constitution classes. We can start doing civil disobedience and activism classes. Right. You can start kind of leading those. Right. And then watching amazing people like Mel Kay, you can continue to get educated on what you can do, not only locally, but nationally as well. And, you know, we're going to be launching all sorts of stuff, like a platform to teach you how to run for office. And so great. it's really time, hands and money. Right. And the more little groups we can get around to create a bigger movement um, is, is how we're going to beat this thing long term. Yeah. And you're a great leader. You really are. I, I pray you run. And we all have to realize we want every state to, to have the best leaders so that they can all work together. So even though um, elections are local, we should all be supporting any good person willing to run and put themselves on the line, put skin in the game that uh, is for God, country, justice, truth, and uh, the constitution and rule of law. And if we have a team of that in all 50 states that are aligned, what, what can't we do as America? We can rebuild our manufacturing, our farming, our industry, bring back everything, get everything out of China, we don't, we shouldn't have to go anywhere for anything. We are America and, and we need somebody like you in, in the mix to, uh, you're already in there and you're inspiring millions, but I really do hope that, uh, you, you, you when you can, you have very little kids and a nice wife and you, and a good life, but, uh, I would love to see you run someday. You're a real hero. You're not just a, an amazing vet and a, a doctor and a father and a, a friend and, um, and a man of God, but you're a real hero. And I, I really appreciate you coming on and I, Hope everyone visits your site. I will put it below and uh, I will see you in Grand Rapids. Oh no, we already went to, to Colorado Springs. Even better. Colorado Springs. And I had one more thing real quick, Mel. Cool. If, if you guys got moved, touched, and inspired by what Mel said about candidates like me or candidates like Mel, then you can go to <laughs> www.foreverfreeactact.org. And that is a super pack where you can Ooh. donate 
to red, white, and blue candidates. And we're not getting people from the swamp. We're going after people with red, white, and blue values. And I don't know, maybe there's some guy that launched an exploratory committee for U.S. Senate, myself. Um, maybe he's going to be announcing sometime soon. Yay. I don't know. We'll just see. And you, you can go to foreverfreeact.org to support him. Sorry. That is sorry. so I great. To... I didn't know you also had a pack. We need more of that. True America Thank first you. patriots that love God and country and are going to fight. And not just that, are going to also reach hands across to other countries and help them rebuild because we're not alone. Uh, a lot of our countries, we're going to find, I believe, when the... Uh, the election fraud is is um, is revealed. We're going to find out that it's not just America. It's many, many countries that have had their entire lives and countries and the people have been hijacked by the same puppet masters. So we got we're all in this together. Please, everyone support Cordy Williams. Go to his site. He's an amazing leader and we need more of him out there. So uh, please uh, learn how you can get involved and start one of his groups if you can in your community, because anyone can do it and you'll be amazed. First, you'll have five, ten people. In a month, you'll have a hundred or more and it'll be such a joy. So thank you so much for joining me. I will see you in Colorado Springs. And if you are running, I will be your biggest supporter. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, I'm definitely running and I appreciate it. And I, and, um, but, but I can't say that because I haven't announced yet. It's okay. And, and it's I okay. Say, it's I just can't wait. Too. All these federal election commission trolls that are with nervous Nancy with her five hairs that she wants yeah, to get permed. And they're in the basement with her mom, probably watching Netflix and eating gummy bears together. Right, right. We don't want them to try to shut well, me down with the rules. Right, so I right. Have to all, that. No. all of those commissions though, happen to be unconstitutional. So we really yeah. need to go Amen back to that. You know, we need to go back to they are like many, like, like Medicare. The right. most unconstitutional thing. Don't in the even world. get me started on TSA, yeah. DHS, uh, HHS, none of it. We don't need any of it. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> so I'll see you this weekend. And thank you so much. And I can't wait till you do announce because I'll have you back and uh, we'll make sure that everyone gets out and votes for you. Love you, thank beautiful. Thank you so God much. Bless you. Yes, I'll ma'am. see you this weekend. Bye bye. Or to it. Thank you.